Welcome to the Redeemer Podcast. I'm your host, Zach, and today we are talking about financial aid at Redeemer University. I'm joined by Redeemer's very own financial aid manager, Maggie. We discuss scholarships, financial aid opportunities, and what students can do to best set themselves up for success while studying at Redeemer University. Redeemer is committed to providing a high-quality Christian university experience at an affordable cost, largely thanks to the generosity of our donors and the greater Redeemer community. If this is your first time here, make sure to like and subscribe, share with a friend, and check out some of our other episodes that explore various aspects of Redeemer, Christian education, and so much more. Thank you for making us part of your day. And with that, here we go. Today we have a very special episode of the Redeemer podcast. I'm joined by Redeemer's financial aid manager, Maggie Bergsma. Maggie, welcome to the show. Thanks, Zach. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're going to have a fun, informative conversation about financial aid today. And let me just start off with that is, you know, Maggie, you know, what exactly does the financial aid department at Redeemer do? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So we are here to help support students um, in navigating different um, financial aid opportunities that are available for our students that attend Redeemer University. Um, So this primarily includes two two categories of different types of funding available, um, federal, provincial, um, we lump together, as well as internal resources that have been made available by so many don- generous donors um, that believe in helping make Christian education affordable um, for students. And we're so incredibly grateful to each and every donor that, yeah, provides um, funds and an opportunity for our students um, to attend Christian University. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Well, well, thank you for all of the hard work that you and your team do here at Redeemer, you know, to help make Christian education accessible and affordable for so many students. Let's maybe talk into this and just for anyone watching or listening, we are going to have segments. Uh, um, we're going to talk about new and prospective students to Redeemer that are, that are looking to come here because the process is a little bit different. Um, and then we, if you check the timestamps, we are going to talk about returning and current students later on in the episode. So let let, let me uh, kind of toss it over to you, Maggie. If if I'm a prospective student, or maybe I'm already been admitted to Redeemer and I'm planning on coming, what what should I be doing right now to apply for financial aid? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So the process for applying for financial aid, um, specifically for scholarships uh, offered by Redeemer University, uh, would, yeah, number one, be getting that application in. Uh, You get to chat with our amazing amazing admissions counselors. um, Yeah, trying to determine, yeah, what type of program um, you would be interested in and the direction that God is leading you in that. Uh, so yeah, starting an application. Um, once you've started that application and you've set up a student um, profile with Redeemer, there is a section there and it's actually live right now, which is called the financial aid application. So the financial aid application, you can again, navigate to through your student por- portal. Once you've clicked on the tab that says financial aid, um, it'll lead you through a series of forms. Um, those forms will be asking you various different types of information. Uh, this may include if you are, want to be considered for a needs-based scholarships or bursaries. It'll ask you financial aid information. It'll also ask you different things you might be interested in. Um, for example, programs, if you're involved in music. 
uh, if you're involved in any leadership activities, uh, any extracurriculars, you'll be asked all these on the screening forms that our application will lead you through. This will be laid out very, very easily for you to follow through a checklist. Uh, so when you start for submitting each form, you'll get a little green check mark. Um, and then anything that you need to complete in addition will be show up on that checklist. And once you've completed that and submitted it again, um, your to-do list will get lots of green check marks instead of the red X's. So it's a really easy process for students to start um, right now. Um, like I said, that application is open for our incoming students. Uh, the deadline, the priority deadline is February 29th. So this doesn't mean you can't apply for scholarships after February 29th, but the priority deadline is February 29th of this year. Okay, so just to kind of uh, summarize and recap, it's important for students to know that that February 29th deadline is coming up and you can still fill out your financial aid application after that deadline, but the priority deadline to be considered for maximum funding is that February 29th. Is, is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so if you're a prospective student or maybe you're a student that's already committed to coming to Redeemer in the fall, log into your application portal and that's where that's where you will find the financial aid application. Uh, Maggie, are, are there anything else that you know prospective students need to know when applying for financial aid? Absolutely. So um, they're actually so this is one type of financial aid that Redeemer University offers. Um, these are the scholarships and awards and bursaries that you have to apply to. Um, Redeemer also offers uh, of academic scholarships. So academic scholarships are awarded um, based off, again, your GPA uh, that gets evaluated by the transcripts that you'll be submitting to Redeemer University throughout your application process. Um, so those academic scholarships, there's three of those. Again, you're automatically considered for these. So those won't be on your financial aid application that you're able to fill out on your portal. So those are, as listed on this slide here, uh, the Presidential, the Board of Governors, and the Academic Achievement Scholarship. Um, so if you're being considered for one of these scholarships, you will be made aware of that. Uh, and then those will be awarded uh, again uh, in this spring with your other scholarships that you have applied for if you filled out that financial aid application. Awesome. And are are these entrance, like academic entrance scholarships, are they renewable each year? Yes, they are renewable if your GPA, yeah, remains in that range or if it goes up or down, your scholarship will be adjusted um, based off if you increase or decrease in the GPA percentage. Yeah, I, I remember being a Redeemer student and just that that little bit of extra motivation, and, and, you know, mm -hmm. to to hit the books and and you know study for those exams, and come up with the with the scholarship for sure. Um, a, a, anything else in regards to scholarships for you know newer prospective students? Yeah, I would really uh, like to highlight one scholarship um, for incoming students. Uh, yeah. One scholarship that we're really excited about is the Christian Leadership Scholarship. So the Christian Leadership Scholarship is currently Redeemer's largest scholarship. Uh, you receive $4,000 split over the period of two years. Uh, the, the Christian Leadership Scholarship actually requires an interview if you make it through to the interview process. So all applications for the Christian Leadership Scholarship, including your recommenders forms, 
Um, again, are required to be submitted by the February 29th deadline. Uh, interviews for that Christian Leadership Scholarship this year will be, take, be taking place on March uh, 12th. So if you are selected for an interview, uh, then you will receive an email from our office indicating um, that, that you've been selected for an interview. And those interviews, again, will be taking place on March 12th. Um, so if you're interested in applying for that scholarship, I would really recommend that you get all your recommendation forms in and your essays in by that February 29th deadline. Awesome. That, that's great information for, you know, all prospective students that, that are looking to apply for that. That's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything else before we move on to current students? Well, that was great information for newer prospective students. Thank you, Maggie, for that. And, uh, let, let's talk about uh, current or returning students. How do they apply for financial aid? What's their deadline look like? And you know, what what you know what's some advice for the, for for them? Absolutely. So this year we're really excited to have uh, returning students applying on the same platform as incoming students. So this process is actually going to look quite similar. Um, with the exception of returning students will all receive an email with a unique link that will take them to their financial aid application. Um, so if you have not received that email, feel free to reach out directly to financial aid at redeemer.ca and we'll definitely get that email sent out to you. Um, throughout the next few months, you'll also be receiving reminder emails. Uh, so yeah be, re yeah, be looking out for those reminder emails to start that application. Uh, again, as for similar to incoming students, um, you'll be filling out that financial aid pre-screening form. This is going to be asking you again questions regarding um, different types of scholarships available, as well as if you want to be considered for a needs-based bursary. Uh, again, if you want to be considered for a need-based bursary, we encourage you to fill out that financial aid information. Um, yeah, and then once you've filled out that pre-screening form, you'll be directed to select awards you want to apply for. And once you've selected the awards that you want to apply for, then the checklist items will come up with any additional requirements. Um, if you need any to complete any essays or ask anyone to submit a recommendation form, those again will show up in that checklist item, which makes it really easy and re yeah, really convenient to make sure you're on track to meeting that deadline um, for returning students of the end of March, uh, March 31st. So again, that's a priority deadline. So you can still apply for scholarships after March. However, most of the scholarships will be going out um, to students that have applied by that March 31st deadline. I love how straightforward and just, you know, I love how straightforward it is because sometimes it can be overwhelming, you know, applying for financial aid and, and you know, especially if you're a student and you got an essay to write and you got projects and a presentation to prep for. But really, it's it's important to, you know, take, you know, the 20, 30 minutes, however long it takes to, you know, fill that out. And sorry, that deadline was March 31st for yep. returning students? Yep. Okay, awesome. Good to know. And then uh, just a quick question about if for students returning or new that uh, are awarded scholarships, what do they need to know about thank you letters? Yeah, absolutely. So if you've been uh, chosen as the recipient of a scholarship, which is always exciting news, mm -hmm. uh, you'll receive notification of that uh, via yeah your portal. Um, 
And so once you've received notification that you've been a selected recipient of a scholarship, an award, or a bursary, um, you'll be able to, again, log on to your portal. And if you need to submit a thank you letter, it'll show up in your to-do items. So it, again, it'll show up with that little red X. Um, in order to receive that scholarship, you have to submit that thank you letter um, in order to receive the funding for that scholarship. Uh, and it's an amazing way just to, again, show gratitude to the donors um, that generously give uh, money to make Christian education affordable to our students. And it's just a really, really amazing way to be able to express gratitude to them. And yeah, they always enjoy receiving those letters. And yeah. Absolutely. Very important. So make sure, you know, to get your thank you letters in. And uh, if you have any questions about that, feel free to contact the financial aid department for, uh, <laughs> for sure. Um, kind of changing gears a little bit. So we've talked about scholarships, bursaries, and kind of the um, application for that. Could we talk a little bit about OSAP or provincial student loans? We, we won't necessarily get into each individual province, but can you maybe give a bit of context? You know, I know it is a little bit different because Redeemer is a private institution, um, fully accredited, but privately funded. So what does applying for provincial loans look like uh, for Redeemer students? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so governmental aid, Redeemer students are eligible to apply for, and a lot of our students do receive governmental aid. Uh, there's two main categories. There's governmental grants and governmental loans. So the grants you get to keep, you don't have to pay those back. Um, and governmental loans are things that, yeah, at the end of your studies, you will need to start to pay back. Uh, for specifically students in Ontario that are residents of Ontario, uh, they will be applying for OSAP. Um, however, we do have students from other provinces that also receive funding from their specific province as well. Um, in order to determine uh, where to go or how to apply for that, for that aid, um, you would just do a quick Google search. So you would do Google, so you would Google financial aid and you would do your province. So if you are from BC, just type in student financial aid BC and it'll bring you to the portal where you would need to fill in required information. Uh, for OSAP specifically, because a lot of our students are from Ontario, um, we'll just focus on OSAP. Uh, so for OSAP, that application usually opens um, late spring. We don't have a specific date as that changes every year. Um, however, our office does send out an email to all students that are signed up and in our system when that application opens. So we know right away when that application opens. So we're going to let you know so you can start applying we really encourage students to apply as soon as possible, as soon as they get that email notification as, yeah, closer to when school starts in September, a lot more other students are going to be starting to apply and applications for OSAP or any other province um, do get processed on a like a queue system. So whatever comes in first, that's what they're going to be grabbing and processing. So we really encourage students in order to have their funding in place uh, for the payment that you need to make um, before school starts in September uh, to submit everything as soon as possible. 
So what you're saying is the earlier you complete uh, complete your you know uh, funding applications, the better you're setting yourself up for success when the semester starts. Absolutely. And um, I want to put it out there that our office is always here to answer any questions or any concerns you might have along the way. Uh, we do send out with that email a fact sheet, um, just answering common questions that you might have that students have had in the past, um, just to help you navigate through different answers that you need might need to put, um, for example, like, when's your start and end date and what and determining like what program do you choose, things like that. So that quick fact sheet, cheat sheet um, comes out with that email as well. But again, like I said, we are always here to answer any questions you might have. So feel free again to send us an email or give us a call um, or book an appointment with us as well. Can, can I get a copy of that fact sheet to put in the link in the description of this video? Yeah, absolutely. Um, another place students can find that fact sheet. Uh, if you have the Redeemer app downloaded, uh, if you navigate to the financial aid group page on there, um, under resources, all that information is also listed um, under the heading of OSAP. And I'll have all that information listed there as well. Awesome. And yeah, yeah like, like I said, I'll, I'll be sure to link that in the description below. So uh, feel free to check it out there. That's fantastic resources. Um, any any more details about, um, you know, government aid that we mm -hmm. need to talk about? Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you're setting up government aid for the first time, um, you'll have to do an account setup. So you'll have to enter like personal information, program information, things like that. Um, but fortunately, if you're a returning student, that's going to roll forward um, from year to year. However, even if you are a returning student, you still have to apply for each academic year. Right. So if you were a student this past year and you applied for OSAP or any provincial federal aid, um, you have to reapply each year. However, your account is still there, so you don't have to like re-enter your name, things like that. Um, that will roll forward, but you'll need to enter your program and just specifics um, to your start and end date, things like that um, each year. Um, the last possible date that you can apply for OSAP is 60 days prior to the end of your study period. So for example, if, you, you're, if you're studying a standard academic year from September to April, you would have 60 days prior to the April end date to apply for OSAP or any other provincial federal aid as well. Um, so yeah, if you started off the year and you didn't apply, you still have windows of opportunity to apply. And again, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to our office. Awesome. Um, or, is, and then I, I know we, we talked about, um, you know, we, so we've, we've talked about scholarships and bursaries. We've talked about uh, different, uh, you know, provincial loans and government aid. I see you've already brought up the slide here. What about opportunities on campus for, for on-campus employment? Absolutely. So we have on-campus employment available. Um, so as the slide says, positions are posted as available. So different positions become available throughout the summer, even throughout the academic year, just as students um, might like leave one job to go to another job. Um, all those jobs will be posted here. Um, you can go to hire.redeemer.ca to see what's available. Um, it's a really neat opportunity for our students. Um, you don't have to leave campus, but yeah, have a job on campus. You get to work with fellow students. You get to know more students. Um, it's a really neat opportunity, again, to get involved in the community here at Redeemer. 
and be able to work with um, friends or yeah, just get to meet new people on the job as well um, directly on campus. So if you don't have a car, this is just a really easy way to be able to go to work and not have to have that commute. Um, so yeah, I would encourage you if you're considering working on campus to check that out. Um, and you can apply, yeah, as early as now, or you can apply when you're looking for a job, when you've already been here for a month or two. Um, again, jobs get posted as they become available. For sure. And, and I'll just add to that. The nice thing about an on-campus job is all of the you know people and leadership that are responsible for hiring student workers will respect your class schedule. And they'll, they'll accommodate that as well. So definitely, uh, you know, something for uh, for students to look into. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, is there anything else that we should be talking about in regards to, you know, financial aid? And you know, there's been so much great information here, Maggie. Thank you so much for, for your time. But and any other things that students need to be aware of? Yeah, absolutely. One other thing that I want to touch on, this is for incoming students and returning students alike. Um, there are actually a lot of external scholarships that students can be looking into and applying for um, that are just really cool opportunities for students to receive um, yeah, external scholarships. So one resource that we do provide to students is, again, if you go to that page on the app, our financial aid page on the app. Under the resource section, there will be a list of external scholarships listed there. Um, these are scholarships that we've been made aware of by different organizations that we've listed there. So feel free to take a look through those scholarships to see if you might be eligible for any of them. We do have actually, yeah, students that have have are eligible for external scholarships, um, which again is always uh, an amazing thing as well. Mm -hmm. um, also, we encourage you to do your own research on that as well. Um, for example, different like optimist clubs, things like that will offer scholarships within your community as well. So um, yeah, again, I would really encourage incoming and returning as students alike to take a look at that list we've provided, um, as well as do your own research. Um, and just like as a caveat, any information you do provide for any external uh, scholarships, again, is at your own risk. So yeah, make sure you're making sure you're entering something on a trustworthy website or form, things like that. Um, but yeah, we definitely encourage students to be considering those types of resources as well. Awesome. No, those fantastic information. And then um, I, I, on my list of topics, that's the last things, but any, any closing words for our listeners? Yeah, uh, one scholarship in specific that I'd love to just highlight for a moment. For sure. um, we get a lot of questions regarding athletic scholarships. So athletic scholarships, students don't apply for. Uh, athletic scholarships are awarded by the coaches, so you're nominated. Um, in order to be considered for an athletic scholarship, uh, candidates need to be here for a campus visit day, um, be connected with a coach. Um, so that's why you won't see the athletic scholarships listed on the financial aid application. Um, if you are the recipient of an athletic scholarship, you will be again notified by our office of that offer, um, but you won't be applying for those academic, athletic, sorry, excuse me, scholarships. 
Um, so if you have any questions regarding athletic scholarships um, and just different criterias that might be associated with those, um, feel free, again, to reach out to myself or um, if you're talking to your coach, to a coach, uh, you can also chat with them that as well. Um, one thing I didn't mention, um, Zach, is this year we're really excited that we uh, updated our website. Um, so if you have any questions or are just curious on what types of scholarships Redeemer offers, uh, you can just type into Google Scholarships um, Redeemer University and it'll bring you to a web page, our web page listing all the different scholarships, awards and bursaries that you can apply for. So I'll jump to that slide so you can see that. So it's a really um, easy platform to navigate. It'll, it lists all the scholarships available to students. Um, there's different filters you can do. So you can do all students. If you're an incoming student or returning student, it would be the middle filter there. Um, depending on what program you are, you can filter on the program. Um, but these are all the scholarships, awards, and bursaries internally that um, Redeemer, again, thanks to the generous uh, donations of many of our donors um, are able to offer to students. Um, these scholarships, awards, and bursaries are available per funding. Um, so you might not see them on the application. Um, and like I, like I said, they're available per funding available. So one year, even if it's listed here, it might not be on the application due to um, restricted funding on that award this year. That's fantastic. Thank you so much, Maggie. You did a great job explaining that. And uh, if you're an incoming student or a returning student, I hope you found this information helpful. Uh, feel free, like, like Maggie said, to reach out to the financial aid department or the admissions department. We'd be happy to help. But Maggie, thank you so much for taking the time and coming on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Zach. I really enjoyed it. All right, everyone. God bless. And we'll see you in the next episode.